exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studios in Lake Wales, Florida home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowler's Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show was regularly scheduled at the same time each week. The late Kegel owner, the great John Davis, told Len Nicholson to start this program because, quote, people need to know what you know, end quote. This PBA and Bowling Writer Hall of Famer has now recorded over 1,200 shows and has featured over 425 guests since 2002. 20 years plus of bowling knowledge, story sharing, and true expertise. Phantom, we need to know what you know. So Phantom fans, here's your host, Len Nicholson, The Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. For all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kegel Company. So go to kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, this week's special guest has been here with us many times before, and he always gives our listeners a lot of valuable information. He's been a student of the game for over 40 years, and he's developed many of the modern coaching techniques that are currently being taught around the world. He is also known for thinking outside the box in training and helping bowlers of all levels. He once drilled for the best on the pro bowler store for over eight years, and all this experience led him to develop a revolutionary new method of laying out the grip on the bowling ball, which is known as the tri-grip. He's also developed a glove with Storm called the Power Glove, and he was probably the very first person to recognize that the reactive series of bowling balls were absorbing lane oil from the bowling lanes. He's always busy learning and teaching. So let's get him out of here and see what he's up to now. So, Phantom fans, here he is again, Mr. Bill Hall. Hi, Bill. How you doing today, Bards? I'm doing great, Blue Doyle. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Uh, looking forward to the next uh, treasure that you're going to be talking about. We've talked a little bit about it, so I know it's not a surprise. But uh, why don't you tell the fans just basically the name of this week's guest. Mr. Danny Wise, uh, probably easily in the top three for what I call pure motion on the approach. The rhythm, the balance, the absolute grace. Um, he reminds me a lot, I mean a lot, of Marshall Holman, but just with some slight differences. And when you look for poetry on, on the approach, Danny Wiseman... Marshall Holman, and I mean, you really got to go with somebody like uh, Dick Ritger because it just 
nothing ever looked like it got in the way. It, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, he was, uh, and you, you hinted at it, he was poetry in motion. I remember the first time I ever saw him bowl, it was back in Baltimore, and I thought, who is this guy? He's a superstar. And nobody ever seen him before. He was brand new. But he was making his appearance on Pro Bowler's Tour. He never slowed down. He just kept going. But fan of fans, you're going to be really uh, happy about this show because every week uh, we talk about somebody. We have been doing that lately. And for those of you that do pay tribute to our shows every week, uh, the last couple weeks, you've been thrilled. I've got so many emails by people that were so happy and thrilled to hear all they heard about Norm Duke, who Billy talked about last two weeks. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how many emails David Letterman and Johnny Carson used to get, but I'll tell you what, the fans around here uh, follow everything that you said. And, and in fact, they question me about a lot of things. And I've been busy as heck just sending emails. <laughs> in fact, you got one from a fellow great coach, uh, Gary the Guru Parsons, and he said, what a treasure Bill Hall is. And that's a great compliment from another great worldwide coach. So thanks, Guru, and for everybody else that sent in a message to me. It's too many to mention on the show today, but are you ready for the first question, Pards? Throw it out. Right, let's see where we go. <laughs> All right. Well, Danny Wiseman, uh, he's one of the all-time greats. And there's a whole bunch of questions I've got lined up. And just so the fans know, uh, we're going to de dedicate two weeks to this because guys like this, you can't just talk about it in one week. But I heard that you have a unique nickname for Danny. So what is it and how did you come up with it? Um. <laughs> I, I nicknamed him Sponge uh, because here's a guy that you never, ever had to repeat anything. Everything you said, he absorbed. It wasn't like, um, okay, well, let me tell you this way. Okay, we're going to talk about the same thing, and let me tell you this way. The, Danny was nothing like that. And so he's also a lot like Larry Lickstein. He's a walking library. <laughs> Any information that he gathers seems to just be absorbed like a sponge. And, you know, I don't know how much more room he has in that brain of his, but every detail, every little thing that we spoke about, he literally still has the written notes, knows where they are, know what they, knows what they said. I mean, I have a pretty good memory, but um, I'm nowhere near that. Well, you know, to be a superstar, it's a whole bunch of little things all put together like a jigsaw puzzle. And uh, the superstars maintain all that knowledge and their memories are all usually pretty good. But you're right about Danny. I've talked to him several times and he doesn't forget a thing, but. Hey, when you first started working with Danny, uh, what was your assessment of his overall game? I believe it was the summer of 1988. I remember it was Austin, Texas. And we were at uh, 
high lanes or high roller lanes or something like that. Um, I can't remember the name of the bowling center. What is it? Highland lanes. Highland lanes. Yep. And um, so I'm watching and he, he cashed that week. And one of our jobs for being in the truck was to go, okay, well, here's how they're transitioning. You know, and people, oh, they're changing the lanes. No, the bowling balls changed the lanes because the players would play them different. Sanded balls, dull balls, shiny balls, whatever. And so he he actually walked up to me while I was watching. And he said, um, what do you think of my game? And I said, well, you're bowling right now. Why don't you come back and we'll talk a little bit later? Because I didn't really want to say what I wanted to say at the moment. But he tracked me down afterwards and he says, so what do you think? And I said, Danny, I said, if you were delivering pizzas, you would be phenomenal because your hand is pointing to the ceiling at the top. And I said, so you look like you're delivering a pizza. And I said, that's, and then at the bottom, you're hitting it out in front of you and it's spinning like a top. And not without missing a beat, he just looked at me and he goes, so how do I fix it? (laughs) And that to me showed a special quality. Um, And that to me endeared me to him for life because he, there was no, um, oh, well, you offended me or you said something I didn't like. He already knew he was struggling because he only came out for a tournament here and there and it was a hit and miss deal. And so he knew he had to do some reconstruction. So we really had a great conversation. And I told him, I said, look, this isn't going to happen in one night. This is where you're going to have to go. Here's what you're going to need to do. I can feed you the information, but it's literally up to you to fix the problems with the information that you receive. And so he committed to it right away. He says, all right, I'm going home and I'm going to go work on it. And about six weeks later, I was in Baltimore. And that's when I was just getting ready to go to work for Hammer and all that. And I said, so uh, how's it going? He goes, well, why don't you watch? I said, sure. So he got on the lanes, he was practicing. And that's at that moment, just from that six week transition, I knew there was something special about him because he changed everything we talked about in one conversation, the sponge, and he uh, implemented it into his game. And it was like night and day. So you saw somebody that really committed to making himself better. And that's an attribute that I'm not sure how many people hold that. Exactly right, Forrest. You know, um, I got a whole lot of things I want to talk about, Danny, but we'll have a couple of weeks to talk about it. But uh, I got to do a little ad here. Uh, our friend Glenn Allison came out with a new shirt, and he asked me to do a special announcement, which I would gladly do. Uh, so get your pencils and paper ready, uh, bowling fans, because here's your chance to get a one-of-a-kind souvenir. It's a brand-new Glenn Allison 900 shirt, and enjoy a discount from Phantom Radio. And this 900 shirt has an image of Glenn on it, and it says, 900, I did it. 
So call his friend and manager, Jerry Hale, to order at 714-309-7587 and be the first in your area to get this historic souvenir shirt. Remember, call Jerry at 714-309-7587. Be sure to mention Phantom Radio and they'll give you a discount. But anyway, getting back to Danny, um, I'm leaving it up to you to talk about this game. I'm just going to tell you one thing that uh, the mental part of Danny that I love was uh, we started talking one day just about life, and all he could do is praise his mom and dad. You know, and that was before they both passed away later on, but anybody that loved their mother and father like he did uh, is number one in my book. So I'm going to leave it for that part. So. Uh, and you might have a comment on that before I go to the next question. You got something to actually, say about that? Actually, I do. You know, Danny looks like this um, very tough individual. And what people don't know is when he loves something, he loves it with everything. He has a heart of gold and he held his family, mother and father in a regard that I wish most people did. Yep. He, he just, you know, that was his world. He knew what they did for him. And in return, he was doing everything he could be to be the son that they wanted him to be. And that, that is priceless. Yeah. Boy, that was well said. You know, he, he did. He came from a tough area back there. Anybody that came from the East usually had a tough upbringing. But any anytime you see a, a man kissing his mother and father, I'll tell you what, that means you've got a big heart. What a great man he was and is. But uh, getting back to the other part, what's the one thing that separated Danny from other players that made him flourish? in your, in your, uh, appreciation? Um, without a doubt, his commitment to everything that he did. Um, there was, there was this unbelievable discipline. There was never, I, I never, ever, ever heard an excuse. Uh, I had the wrong ball. I played the lanes wrong. The lane man screwed me. The lanes were different. It was always his choice to put everything on him. And, you know, when you have that kind of discipline, you realize that you're not going to learn one way to throw a bowling ball. And here's one thing, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of players and there's only a couple players that I worked with prior to Norm, or pr prior to Danny and that I overhauled their games. And one was Chris Warren. And we really worked on just some, you know, some restructuring of, of things. And they needed to be done. But once he did them, you know, everything flourished. And there were a few others. But, you know, Danny needed a complete overhaul. And he committed to it. And there was never the excuse, well, I don't know how to do that. I can't. 
I never heard once in my entire life that I worked with him did I hear the words, I can't. I heard the words, how can I? So, you know, you see that that mentality today disappearing. It's more of everything around them instead of them themselves. And, I, you know, and I know people might get upset over this, but I can't stand when someone thinks a bowling ball. The bowling ball didn't get, just come off the rack and jump on the lane. You know, it's the player in demanding environments that makes things happen. And I think we need to get back to that and appreciate the talent of the player because I think that that's hurting bowling. You know, I, I'll go back to the same thing. Look, house conditions are for entertainment. And I have absolutely no problem with that. Our separate products that we have as an industry. One is entertainment. Just like they have putt-putt in golf, they have flag football, they have t-ball in baseball. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that's what it is. Set that aside. But if you want to take somebody and emulate their toughness, the one word that cannot be said enough, desire, then the player you really need to look at is Danny Wiseman. That is the epitome of wanting to put together a complete package. And he took all that responsibility on himself. And did I help? Yes. Do I deserve the credit? No. He, he did the work. As a coach, one thing you could, the only thing you can do actually is feed the player the information. Show them how to achieve what they're trying to achieve. From there, it's completely up to the player. Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> coming from you, Pards, uh, that's what you need to get through to everybody out there, league bowers, whatnot. There's so much complaining going on, you know, around the concourse, around the whole world, bitching and moaning and all that. But you, you nailed it when you said about Danny, Every time you suggested something, he could do it, he said. And uh, he never complained to me ever about lanes. And, you know, I was the guy that everybody wanted to uh, bitch and moan to. He never said a word. He just looked at you, went on his merry way, made whatever adjustments he had to, and went from there. But I'll tell you what, uh, he, he is a model uh, <laughs> of a professional bowler. Uh, I, I don't know the a five-star player, if that's what you want to call it. But, you know, I know you had a, a very close friendship with Danny. Uh, did that friendship ever interfere with you working with him as a player? That's one thing that we always kept separate, is he knew that our friendship side was going to always be one thing. And believe me, when I say I'm close to him, I'm very, very close to him. Um, I could turn to him and tell him a personal issue and go through a conversation. And that conversation gets separated for when we talk about the other side, which is the physical game or the bowling environment or anything like that. One thing that I will say publicly is that it literally broke my heart 
when he got in the car accident, his ankle got crushed. And you could see that the footwork was never the same after that. I remember. You know, and one thing, you know, you see all these people with uh, these interchangeable soles and this and that, and they're complaining about approaches. Well, here's an idea. Take the cleats off of the bottom of your shoe. When you look at the best, I mean, the best of all time, no matter what generation, whether it be an Eddie Lebansky, a Barry Asher, a George Pappas, an Earl Anthony, a Mark Roth, a Marshall Holman, a Norm Duke, the list is forever. A Johnny Petraglia, a Steve Cook, a Mike Albee. They always looked like they had soft feet on the approach. Uh, what a great point that is. Yep. The players you see right now, they're trying to drive off of one leg. If they're right-handed, they're trying to do everything off the right side. Well, you know, and I hear this all the time, power steps. Every step you take is a power step. The reason is you're moving weight. Moving weight requires power, period, end. Well, you know, a lot of everything has gone to power, basically, baseball. There's only a couple of guys that are hitting over 300 anymore. You know, it used to be six, eight, ten guys would hit 300 for the year. Now, if one or two guys hit 300, it's a miracle because they're all going for the fence. Everything's a power ball, you know. Uh, you know, Pards, I know we're going to have another week worth of this, and I got several more questions for you, but I want to turn the table just a little bit and find out uh, if you got a funny story about Danny to close the show with. <laughs> oh my god the list is unbelievable um there was one time where he was in the locker room and this was actually right before his first show and honestly i don't know who was more nervous me or him <laughs> you know and i'm looking at him and he's looking at me and he goes you know you're not the one throwing the ball. I said, yeah, I, I know. And he goes, believe me, Bill, I got it. We're going to be fine today. And I looked at him and I said, are you sure? And he looked at me and he goes, you should know by now. <laughs> I said, well, okay. And then I literally had a hard time watching the show because I wanted, I know we weren't supposed to have favorites. Yeah. Um, but Danny will always be one of my favorites. And the, what people don't know is he has an extremely dry sense of humor. So if you're going to throw something at him, you're going to get something back. <laughs> and, you know, he will forever and ever always be one of my all-time favorite players. Well, that's easy to do because... Just knowing him was uh, an experience and a half. And you hit the nail on the head again when you said a couple of words back a couple of sentences ago, a couple of paragraphs ago, when you said he was a hard worker. You know, nobody that succeeds to that level ever gets there without working hard. But even when he retired, he started a tournament club going, and he works hard on that. It's a charity thing for, for kids. And I'll tell you what, Every year he hits me up for a couple of prizes, and I don't know how many people he's got, probably hundreds, and he never forgets to thank you, never forgets to get a hold of you, 
he wants you to be involved with him and, and be successful with him. But parts, I'm looking at the clock on the wall, and we're going to do this again next week, so I want you to be thinking about some things that you want to talk about. But Phantom fans, the old clock on the wall says we're out of time for this week. We look forward to talking to all of you again next week. We'll have another great guest, who is Billy Hall, to talk to you about week two about Danny Wiseman. We want to thank our sponsors, Storm Bowling and Brad Edelman from the High Roller, and also Dave Kowalski, the bowling guru from Michigan. So go ahead and give us a last-minute thing, Pards. You can close the show. If you want to emulate something that is very, very hard to achieve, and not many are able to, and that's just a fact, is look at how well and how graceful Danny Wiseman was, not only as a physical player, but also when he won, he was very graceful. When he lost, he was very graceful. He took, he's, if you wanna emulate something, he, you want to take the two words self-responsibility and you want to adhere it to you. There's no better image. There's no better person than to emulate Danny Wiseman. Well said, Bard. So be available. I'm going to call you during the week and we'll pre-record the next show. So for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and trouble and you need some loving care and nothing well nothing is going right close your eyes and think 